This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. On the edge of the box is Madden. Madden trying to manufacture the shot. Gets it away! Yeah! Yeah! Hello and welcome to the Scarf Bagawa War, your weekly unadulterated, unfiltered helping of county news, views and opinions. Not just all of the above, I hasten to add, but also part of the TalkSport fan network and a finalist in the Northwest Football Awards. Oh, never going to win. Not well, the lad Bible are shitting out podcasts for Man City. I give up. I give up. No rust tonight, unfortunately. So you will be joined by me, Jonathan the Jolly Hatter. Hello, mate. All right. Hello, hello. Great to be here. Good stuff. Good stuff. See, I've got to say good stuff. It's it's the law when Russ isn't here. You've got to say that. I've got I've got a, a shirt on that I realised was kind of Russ style. I was about to change my shirt and I thought this is the kind of thing Russ would wear. It's kind of slightly slightly mod. You know what I mean with a collar. So I left well, that if on. We've and... learned, if we've learned anything, it's that people have to dress like Russ when they replace him. <laughs> on, on air. So, so I'm, I'm sure he'll be quite right over that. Yeah. And also tonight we are joined by Yellowboard's chief. Polyester molester. That see that that rhymes. That's good. I'm, yeah, I'm happy that, with that. It is of course Ben Walker. How are you doing, man? Very well, very well. Thank you for having me yet again. Oh, Who'd have thought there'd be such a market for it? I know, I know. You know, it's well, we, we are rivaling all those other county-based podcasts. So you know, we have to step it up now. We've we've seen them all off. There, our our, our misplaced tedium just put them off the idea. I think. Board them into submission. Yeah, and talking of boring us into submission, we will get on to the Grimsby and Shrewsbury games very soon. But first, we are going to be joined by Will Moorcroft, who works with Salford City in their media. He's, he's there, Liam Richardson, and I'd imagine he probably also gets mixed up with the local journalists on a regular basis. So we'll play the little transition thing, and then we'll bring Will out for a chat about Saturday's game. Well, how are we doing, mate? You all right? Good evening. You okay? Yeah, not bad, not bad. So, pre- uh, facing off of the two pre-season title favourites this uh, this weekend, how's it been going for you, lads, so far? 
Oh, I feel we've had that tag all October, to be honest. Um, we've had Bradford, we've had Northampton, you guys, we've got Orient coming up later on. So, you know, it's it. we've got a really good run of games at the moment, just where I think one word sums up at the minute, maybe a bit inconsistent. We're not stringing two results together. You know, we go and get a great results away at Northampton and then, you know, last weekend's we flunked it against uh, Bradford. You know, they came with the game plan, executed it and left with three points. So, you know, if you're going to play as common players at home at the moment, because that seems to be a little bit where we're struggling, you think, sir, fair to say. Famous last words there, because you've not managed to get any proper consistency. Going. We can't be consistent for 90 minutes yet. It's, it's a real issue for us, isn't it? Yeah, it, it goes between games, doesn't it? You know, you managers go on about it all the time. You periods of dominance, periods of non-dominance. And we've had that within games as well. Um, it just seems like whenever we do make that one mistake or something, they get punished for it. And, you know, when teams come to us, that's the slight chink that they need to take advantage. And they sit out from there. So, it, you know, it's frustrating. It's not through want of trying that, yeah, I think, we're struggling a bit of, at home. At the end of the day, you've got to do what you've got to do to win a game of football. But um, you know, we we've got to find something else in response to that because it's not quite going for us at the minute. There. I won't so worry too much. Yeah, I I won't worry too much, Will, because we're struggling away and at home, um, and are consistently not very good, or well, certainly not for <laughs> any length of time. So, yeah, I wouldn't think you have too much of a tough assignment on. On Saturday, to be honest, Manchester Messi's coming. He's he always categorically has a good game against us. You know whether it is back for Woodley Sports back in 0809 or whatever, or you know Bolton, Plymouth. He's he'll pull something out of the hat. Mm, we will see. Yeah. Well, yeah. To be honest, he's due to pull something out of the hat. Um, <laughs> We've been waiting all season. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time coming. So um, yeah, looking forward to that. It's not even a case of digging out individuals at the moment, is it? Because everyone's been absolutely below par for us this season. Even even the new sign, the new signings, I think, have shown glimpses, but no one's been, no one's even been on like a seven out of ten since the start of the season. I don't think everyone everyone's dipped, haven't they, for us? Yeah, yeah it's like it's like you say, um, it's like you're saying, we're kind of put ninety minutes together. Um, I was thinking when, when when you were talking, Will, we need to we need to get a caption on saying Will Salford City fan because pretty much everything you said could have been about County. You know, it's like sure it's home, better away, win away one week. Uh, you know, then the away team comes with a game plan the next week and and does one on away. Um, you know, and, what, though, it's, it's very weak and, and too, and that's County. Except with the addition that I feel like it's that thing with County. We'll put in a decent forty-five, maybe even the sixty sometimes, but. Other than the Bradford game week week before last, I, I still think of a, a, a decent whole ninety that we we'll put together. That's how I think about time. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to preach about what the football league's about because you know <laughs> you guys have got just so much more history than we do in it. You know, I'm not afraid to admit or to say that, but you know what we have seen in the last four years is that that is what League Two is about. You know, you can't predict it, you can't guess. Someone can be banging form. You know historical records and stuff that like that come into play so it's it just makes it so interesting as well in that yeah you could be really inconsistent both teams and then suddenly you know both teams could turn up and you have an amazing game or you know we could be here next week saying uh 
that was a bit rubbish, wasn't it? After all the build up and the hype, so it's it it's very like that, you know. Leighton Orient so far, I feel they've bought the trend. Um, mm-hmm. Their consistency and Stevenage and Carlisle are getting up there, uh, but it's just a case of when it comes, you know, when that first season we had up, we were a bit like you um, in the first fifteen games or so, just couldn't get going. Uh, we had a lot of draws, um, a few defeats in there, and not many wins, and then all of a sudden. It was probably about this time, early November as well. Things just started to happen. We got January and then we had a really good run. And, you know, were it not for COVID, I think we'd have actually finished in the playoffs with the way that we were going that season. Um, so, you know, there's there's still plenty of time at this point to get things turned around. And it's just about where you can pick the wins up. You know, I thought Bradford for you guys would have been a starting point uh, watching on from distance. I think what's really frustrating is we haven't, for me... I've not. I've, I missed Crawley and uh, Northampton away, and I've not been to the Papa John's games. But we haven't played anyone who's any good. A Barrow, to, I'll say that Barrow were really good opening half hour, but it's difficult to say if they were really, really good or we were poor. Probably a bit of both. But other than that, Stevenage beat us, but we were a goal up until the 88th minute. We had a man sent off and conceded a penalty, and we lost it in injury time. Um, I've not seen anyone who you think, yeah, do you know what, they're, they're really good. Steven is right up there, but I'd play him again tomorrow and fancy us. I certainly wouldn't be scared of playing them. I thought Grimsby had periods where they looked quite direct and fast and everything that we thought we were about at the start of the season. But there's not been anyone at all who have torn us apart and you think, yeah, they're well better than us. And most of it, to be honest, has been us shooting ourselves in the foot or us not... Well, it's probably a bit disrespectful to the club saying that we've not that we've let them win, but we just haven't really been anywhere near what we know what we can be. Um, and that's the frustrating thing about it because with probably not too much more improvement in performances, we could be a lot higher in the table. Not yeah, I agree with, with that, Ben, because you know, I was just, I was just looking where you were, where you were making that point about the league table. You know, the, the top 12 of the league table, I'm going to say we'll probably take about eight or nine of them, and but have they blown us away? No, it's been tight margins. And for all that, it's, it's, it seems to have become a little bit of a recurring theme from our manager, Dave Chaloner, doesn't it? It's tight margins, it's tight margins. And maybe we'll get a bit frustrated with that. Well, we need to start turning them in our favour. But it's just, it is really a fact of life, isn't it, in this league? And, yeah. and I suppose that then what comes from it is that, the other thing I think you're right, Ben, is that absolutely, we are shooting ourselves in the foot. I mean, nil-nil against Grimsby, you might not have seen this yet, Will, um, on, on, on um, Saturday on Saturday afternoon. Well, in the game, it's even, you know, and then we're basically we're, we're pass the ball to them twenty yards out. I'm not. I'm not was it was it? What goalkeeper gives it away? And we're one nil down. And from then, yeah, and then there's another mistake that concedes the second one. So, well, then we're then just back to the wall, aren't we? Yeah, and you know, don't get me wrong. That I'm not saying that we've been unlucky because we haven't. We just haven't been very good. And the other thing is the just the number of red cards. That it's pathetic. That. The number of them it's embarrassing it's pathetic it's not what we want from a team um and i hope whoever if anyone from the club or the team kind of listens to this or watches it then get a flipping grip of it because it is it's pathetic and it is costing us um and it needs sorting because you look what's at been the legitimacy of them are they say again have they been like 50 50 reds or are they because uh, we found that there's been a lot of really silly ones this season. Um, yeah. you know, I think, watching um, game. Akeel Wright got two yellows at Northampton, which 
you know, he could not have got yellows for. And, you, you, you know, two yellows, you can kind of excuse excuse those ones. But, you know, Paddy Madden, captain, leader, he got sent off for what? Was he stamping or kicking out with someone? Callum Camps, the tackle at the weekend. I mean, it was kind of a heat at the moment. He's not a malicious player, but he was closer to the lad's waist than he was his feet. I don't even know if I've sent off this season. I think we're on five in 12 games. Palmer, with Palmer against Stephen. Palmer, it's, it's costed us. And you look back to last season in the running, we'd won 21 out of 22 games in all competitions. Mm-hmm. Outrageous run, which is what won us the league. Then we had Sarsovic sent off. And then we, we won the lot, Sarsovic sent off, we go and lose the game. Next game, Collar sent off, we go and lose the game. So we had seven games in the running without two of our midfield three. And it could have cost us. We got away with it. And this season, the, we're playing nearly a half, certainly a third of our games with a man less, um, and then not being able to pick our first 11 in the subsequent games because of suspensions. Um, you know, it's it needs sort of whatever is going on there, that needs addressing. That is one of the number one things we need to sort out. That's what you probably won't like to I feel like I've. In terms of that, I think there's different views as well among the county fan base of like why they're happening. And I think one view is, well, you know, just individual players have been indisciplined too many times. And I think, you know, there may be well be something in that. But I'm starting to feel like I'm starting to feel like the pattern is that because we're not in control of games, we're chasing games, because we're because players maybe are sometimes not used to the kind of players and formation around them as well. You know, so basically it's kind of unsettled on the pitch. And so the the one on, the, on Saturday was a great example of that for me, you know, um, where we're trying to get back into the game. Everything's like, like a little bit desperate. And a really good player and not a dirty player, Callum Counts, dives into a challenge that's 80-20 against that he's got no right to even go for that ball. You know what I mean? And and it's the sort of thing that maybe we also were getting away with. I mean, Ben mentions the sendings off the back end of last season, but until... Until the back end of last season, we were getting away with this really high intensity game, just kind of every time we lose the ball, just battle back to get it, you know. Whereas in this league, I think the opposition are a bit more canny, you know, you can't just dive in, you know. Um, so I think there's a there's something I don't I suppose what I'm saying is I don't think it's just down to individuals making mistakes. I think there's something about the style and intensity of play that we seem to be trying to operate and the changes that are going on as well, which I don't think are helping. I just don't yeah. think Sorry, Will, we've totally hijacked your segment here, mate. Yes, sorry, Will, I enjoyed the debate. I enjoyed the debate. Yeah. I was going to say before, we, I think we've had three or maybe four players against us sent off in games so far this season. And it, it's just interesting what you're saying about, um, you know, players being canny because I, I won't say for a minute that any of our lads are trying to get a player sent off. But because the movement's so quick and just those little bits, it's like you draw the challenge in. And then they move out of the way and, you know, certain players get sucked into that. And when it happened against Swindon, I mean, Harry McCurdy, I think we all know he's a bit of a hothead. I don't know if you guys have come across him much. And, you know, he, he was gone for similar sort of thing early on and we actually struggled. But from there, we sort of learned the lesson about being persistent and um, going up against 10 men. Um, so, you know, Saturday, you'll, it sounds really silly to say, but it will be pretty key that you do avoid going down to 10 because we, we've we almost got a little bit used to playing against 10 sometimes, which is now a little bit more in our favour than it has been before because we, we've actually struggled against 10, um, believe it or not, um, in the last four or five years or so. So 
you know, that, that's something you need to goes do. well for us then. What's the uh, what's the general mood like at your place now then? Obviously being pre-season favourites and everything, is there actually expectation amongst the fans that you ca- this can be the season where you do it? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of optimism. Um, you know, Woody, Neil Woods brought with him this style that is very free-flowing. It's very nice to watch football. It's very possession-based. It's very dominating games. And, you know, the first seven, eight, nine games, we were creating chances for fun. Um, you know, there weren't as many games that are tight and we've been sussed out a little bit, maybe in the last four weeks, you know, games have been a lot tighter as um, people work out. So we're going through that stage at the moment where we're recycling. And I think after um, Bradford last weekend, a few fans were starting to think a little bit, well, are we trying to do too much? Do we need to be a bit more horrible a bit more direct a bit more um get at them um because i thought you know bradford to the credit they played the game extremely well um so there are a few signs of that starting to creep through but i think overall people are optimistic you know looking forward to where we could end up this season um as for the weekends you know where i think everyone's just absolutely buzzing for it you know really looking forward to what will hopefully be you know, a good game. I don't know if you guys do call it a derby, um, but I know that, you know, from our side, a lot of fans do and, you know, they are looking forward to it. Um, so, it, How many will be it there? should be good. I'm hoping that we can top 4K. I mean, County sold out. Um, you know, we, it was 3-9 against Bradford um, last weekend. So, but, I should hope it's three, five to four, because uh, you know it, it, is that a sellout? It is a great occasion. Is that a sellout? Uh, five five thousand sellout, um, or just over. Um, I think we've only officially had that once, and that was against Leeds in the Carabao Cup, um, the first season that we came up. But it's it's one of those, you know, it it doesn't need to be sold out to look full. You know, sold out is when people in the terrace literally like this next to each other. Um, mm. But, you know, a decent crowd, you've got a bit of space about you, it'll look good. You know, I thought Bradford did. And, you know, the crowds have been getting better again. I think that comes down to the style of play as well. Um, you know, people are quick to want to come and watch and see what's going on. So if that can get going, you know, it, it should be a good game Saturday. Excellent. And before we let you go, then we we can't let you go without asking for your prediction. How, how do you think it's going to end up on Saturday? Um, I mean, we we've been struggling for goals a little bit as well. Um, you know, like I said, chances have dried up a little bit, and I think it just purely depends how County wants to come and play. If you want to come and give us a game, um, you know, try and play, then. You know, we could get a 3-2, um, a 4-3, something pretty high scoring. Um, but, you know, if County come, um, you're happy to sit in, then it could be a 1-0 or 1-1. Um, I, th- I think I'm going to go 1-1 just because there's going to be quite a bit of emotion behind the game. Um, you know, there will be a couple of mistakes to be had, um, you know, with which might cost us, but then I think we will find something to uh, keep something from it. So, yeah, 1-1, one, one, I think. That'd be consistent with your last few, wouldn't it, Will? So it'd be yeah. If you won 1-0, lost 1-0, you won 1-1. So. 
I swear. Yeah. <laughs> I can I yeah. see where you're going there. Yeah. Yeah. I'd call, yeah. I'd I'd, quite, I'd I don't totally usually do that. predictions, so um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for, for my pennies worth. Too much like forced fun for me. That you know, none of see. This is this is the stuff Russ leaves on the checklist when he's when he's not. He's like, okay, get some predictions done, Nick. It's fun. Like, oh god. Yeah, well, Russ gave me a one-one as well um, for our program. So it sounds about like yeah. I'll 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 take that now. To be quite honest with you, after after Grimsby, Will, thank you so much for joining us, pal. Much appreciated. No, thanks for having us on. Lovely stuff. Speak uh, soon, see you mate. Saturday. See you well. I'm glad. I'm glad we haven't got to talk about the academy. I'm not sure how much how much I've got right now on the academy. I saw no there. Yeah. Oh God! So thank you to everyone tuning in. Uh, John Billsby's there. Ian Dowden, Gazendo, Philip Lloyd. Don't forget to like and. Do all the stuff that Russ says every week because apparently it makes a difference. Doesn't to my life, but apparently it does to his, which is the main thing. Also, admin, while I am here, uh, county ladies uh, bidding to win an FA Cup match for the first ever time, and it's free entry for their game this weekend uh, as as they look to get that first FA Cup win. So one for when when obviously we're, we're away on Saturday. So so. Nice bit of bit of soccer action. I should really have looked when it was, but we'll we'll tweet that anyway. It'll be on social media and you can see when it is. Because I probably should have done some research on that. Right, we are on to Saturday, which was Grimsby. Who's who's going to go first and shoulder this horrible burden of the Grimsby game? Go on, Do you want me, me to go? Um... <laughs> I thought they were quite good, Grimsby. I said earlier that I think they were every not everything because they weren't good for ninety minutes. They showed flashes of what I hoped we would be this season, which was moving the ball quickly, getting forward, not afraid to kind of. I know I'm talking like really simplistic things here, but like not afraid to kind of get involved and make things happen and chase the ball down and really kind of push us and harry us into making mistakes, which is what happened with Johnson with the first goal um they weren't they weren't at it for 90 minutes but you know they were better than us i think credit to them i think the fans were good as well they they outsung us they always make a lot of noise it was it was a good i i enjoyed the afternoon um as sad as it sounds i kind of almost wish kind of we were doing what they're doing now they're they're playing a lot better than us they're much higher at the table the fans are having a lot more fun um, I think we'll get better, but at this moment, um, yeah, Saturday was just another chastening afternoon in top sky bet league two, where we're not quite at it, are we? And the, but you know, I'm not someone who subscribed to this thing that we were going to piss the league and you know be up by Easter. I thought you know if we could get in the playoffs, that'd be incredible achievement. But you look where we are now; that we're already like twenty odd points off the top. We're already about six points off the top half of the table. Um, we're way, way, way off the pace. And you think even if we win like the next three in a row, we could still be in the bottom half of the table. Um, that's how poor the, seat, the start of the season's been. Not a back-to-back win yet. Um, not a back-to-back win to the Football League since February 2009. So looking forward to that happening. <laughs> 
<laughs> what what shirts were we wearing at the time, Ben? That's all we need to know. Uh, that's exactly the games it was. It was Carlisle and then <laughs> Charlton at home on the Tuesday night when Lloyd Johnson scored. Back end of 08, 09, on, in Jim Gannon's first spell. That's how long ago it was, the last time. I know we've been out of the Football League for 11 years, so it's a bit invalid. But, yeah, we've not won back-to-back games in the Football League since February 2009. That's a yeah. long time. Okay. Yeah. And... And that's the and that's the thing, isn't it? We we don't we don't look like winning a couple of games in a row at the minute. We don't we don't really look like winning it winning the game when we're in it, if you know what I mean. Even though we're even though we're playing okay at nil nil, like I, I guess I wasn't thinking. I, I just kind of wasn't surprised when out of nowhere we make a sudden like really daft mistake and we're one nil behind. And then my mate who I went with Joe said there was. Do you know what? He, he went off for a piss at that point. He said we'll be two 0 down by half time. And I thought, yeah. oh, come on, how do you know that, Joe? Sure enough, why before he comes back, we're two nil down. So um yeah. You look at the things that kind of make up winning a game, that you know, it's not it's easy to say, well, we're better and you just win three nil. Of course that wins you the game, but how do you do that? And it's all the little individual elements and the little battles across the pitch and winning, you know, not individual tackles, but just having dominance, like lots of little bit pockets of dominance across the game. And, when it, and that adds up to winning winning a game, and then you do that repeatedly, and that adds up to winning over a series of games, and you do that enough, you end up winning a league or promotion or whatever. We're not, even at that kind of tiny micro level, we're not doing that. You know, We're not winning individual battles. We're getting bullied off the ball. We're losing our composure, which means we're kind of losing out in terms of you know making the correct decisions. And all of that kind of stuff leads up to us then you know, not winning games and losing games. And if we, when we come up against, you know, we're, we're by far the worst team in the division or even the bottom three or four. And you look at some of the fodder that we've played so far, you know, like Colchester and like Wimbledon were particularly bad. Harrogate, I know we drew with Harrogate, but we, I thought they were awful. Um, I think we're better than them, but we're nowhere near like the, the performances we've seen of Grimsby or even the first half of Barrow seems a long, long way away. And I think until we start getting those small wins, which add up to winning a game of football, that we can't expect to be getting any better because there's so many things going wrong of our own doing. So Some of it's out of our control, but there's many things in our control which we're not taking control of. I went and watched back some of the games from like the running towards the end of last season, and it, it just looks like a completely different team. Everything, all the little things that we were doing right... We've just forgotten every single one of them. I think I think Bradford was the rare shining light this season, where we looked much more like that team last season, but couldn't couldn't do it for ninety minutes. Still got the win, but we couldn't play with that intensity for ninety minutes as we did last season. And it's just as, as the weeks go by, we seem to be not getting any closer to it as well. That's that's uh, chastening. I think I think that's going to be the word of the uh, word of the evening. Now. Yeah, that's the most chastening thing I think for me is that we just seem to be getting further away from it. You thought you thought Bradford was the the turning point. You thought, well, if anything's going to be the turning point, it's this. And but, but 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 go back to two thousand and seven oh eight. If you remember, we played Staines on the Thursday night. We lost. Then we went to Bradford. We got David Paul's last minute equaliser, and everyone came out of that ground bouncing. That's it. Mm. Right. That's the turning point. And then the next game after that, we went to we went and lost at home to a team from Lincolnshire three one. Lincoln on a Tuesday night. 
The following game, we went and beat Wickham 6-0, and then we didn't walk back. So, as long as you beat Salford 6-0 on Saturday, <laughs> and we were 17th in the league after Bradford, and I've not got I've not got the league table up in front of us. I'll get it up in front of us. I bet we're not far off 17th now, so maybe there's some parallels with, um, with that season. Let's have, let's have a look. We are... Uh, yeah, we're 16th now, yeah. That means we'll finish third, because we finished fourth in 07-08, well up in the playoffs, we're in a better position, better off now. It means we'll finish third, automatic promotion. There we go. Take that. I'll do for I'm me. Loving, I'm loving optimism, Ben. I mean, first, first <laughs> of all, you, you enjoyed Saturday afternoon, which I must admit is more than I managed. And also, we're going to finish fourth. I'm, I'm, I'm loving the optimism. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Quite impressed with that connection that put together like the Lincolnshire three ones. I only good. just kind of thought of that on the spot. It's but, good. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Let's take it. Let's third spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever we're going to do. I'm going to be telling everyone that until Saturday now. That's, yeah. that's going to be it. I'm going to be, I'll still be holding on to that at 10 to 5. When the Who's going to be the Adam Proudlock? Who's going to get the Adam Proudlock hat-trick? And one from just inside our own half. Who have we got who can do that? Who's the maverick? See, that, that's, that's the thing. I, I, yeah, yeah Sarsavik for me. In, in, yeah. But in terms of build, he, he might be the closest to Adam Proudlock, I think. He's quite a stocky lad, isn't he? Yeah, you've got two with him, you might get close to Proudlock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Logan's goalkeeper top. Yeah. So, what one of one of my um, well, in fact, I'll, I'll tell you about the two things that are infuriating me the most about football at the moment. One is artificial limbs, and I don't mean people who've had a limb amputated, like wearing the prosthetics. They go, "That's fine, like, inclusivity for all." But these people celebrating goals and specifically trying to get on the footy limbs Twitter account. Yeah, jumping on each other, but not not as like I mean, the ultimate in limbs, I'm sure you'll agree with me, Ben, is Bradford Park Avenue away. Oh, yeah, unless you're rolling down a hill or yeah. being around yeah. in a wheelbarrow, I'm not interested. Yeah, yeah. yeah. an extension of that, Nick. Like, I don't watch these things, but you go on YouTube and you see like these, like, again, these flipping fan video things and it's like carnage and limbs and scenes and it's like Colchester at home when Kyle Wotton scored. It's like yeah. stood up. Yeah. Pyzels like, is the other wasn't it? Pyzels. Well, look up from like the cup of tea. Like, yeah. no, I don't think that was carnage and limbs, was it? <laughs> against Bolton last season, legitimate falling yeah, over sure. ending up six yeah. rows from where you started. And yeah, you can yes. have that. Like, a, like, the third game of the season at home in August. I can one nil. No, 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 no. Stop it. Grow yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and it's you, you, genuine, doesn't it? It's like we can all tell the difference between genuine limbs and limbs yeah. that are for the cameras. You know, that's, that's, yeah. That's yeah. not is it? It's like this whole thing of like people throwing beer in the air, just when you, when you see them at the fan parks for the World Cup, and it's like yeah. seven quid a pint, mate, and you've just yeah. thrown it in the air. Well, got, again, like, it's, it's the context and the situation you're in. If it's, again, an Ash Palmer goal, yeah, throw it, get a, Bear pump up in the air and throw that around. But like you see at the England games, it's like Harry Kane scores after 20 minutes in the opening game of the group against Tunisia or something. And it's like people just like making a show of themselves. Yeah. I'm getting too, I'm too old for it all, but come yeah. on. it's not the only that time that was that important. It's just manufactured nonsense. World Cup 98, I was watching England versus Colombia with my mum and dad. We're having, having a lovely little Indian for our tea. 
And I swear to God, when Beckham's free kick went in, I threw an onion bargey at my mum. Because I just couldn't, <laughs> I just couldn't handle this raw emotion that David Beckham had brought into our living room. And just the bargey just went up, like, no! Yeah, and, and I, I won't be doing that again in a hurry. No. So when I see him throwing a pint, I'm just like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? This this was part of an overarching point, but I, I forgot what the other thing was that annoys me at football there matches. Things. It'll come back. There's, there's two things. But I've, I've become so annoyed. Mm. But, oh, yes, I've, I've remembered what it was now. It was in reference to the sending off. A player getting a clear red card and getting applauded off by oh, the yeah. fans is one of the yeah. worst things yeah. you can see at a football match now. Absolutely. Just, Absolutely. How clear a red was it? And <laughs> it's just. Yeah. Well done, mate. Well done. Yeah, I don't understand yeah. that. Do you know Where what? I'm going to say. I... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. I'm going to admit, and this is me just being ridiculously partisan, you know, as we all are, but when I saw the challenge in real time, um, I thought, oh, I've taken the, the ball there. It wasn't that much of a bad challenge. I, I thought, is that, maybe, it's, maybe it's a yellow. That's what I thought when I saw it in real time. I'm going to be honest with you. But then when I saw it on Twitter, I was like, oh, of course that's the same yard. And of course I can see what the other they see, you know. Um, but yeah. I didn't applaud him off because I just think that that is like that's that's beyond the pale, really, isn't it? The guy's been sent off, and even and even even if you don't agree with the decision, I think it's wrong. He's still done a disservice to the team by giving the referee that decision to make. You know, it just looks. Only bad. exception to this is do you remember United played Newcastle at home in the late nineties. Rob Lee was clear through. I think whoever in the keeper had I, gone up to the corner. And yeah. he was clear through, and he was about to score into an open goal, and Solskjaer hacked him down. On the half railing, wasn't it, I think? Paul Ground stood up and applauded him, because it was the right yeah. thing to do. It stopped a clear yeah. goal before it got to the penalty area. Yeah. You know, it, I don't think they went on to score from the free kick, so that was the right thing to do. But um, that's the only exception. But the other question I was going to ask about applauding, one that gets me, people applauding the attendance when Ken reads it out. <laughs> <laughs> what are you clapping? Why? Like, that's a good attendance, that is. Yeah. That's a good attendance. You're applauding yeah. yourself coming along. You're applauding the person next to you. Yeah. Leave it. Come and on. what would Leave it take not to applaud? Like, is there yeah. going to be an attendance? Well, like, what a poor attendance. Like last night, the, the, was the booze because there was only a thousand there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, maybe, maybe people are just applauding because Ken delivered it so masterfully. Do you ever mm. think of that? That would be a reason for me to applaud it. Oh, well read. That was very well read, that was. Well done, yeah. Ken, yeah. The Ken it's flag a, is uh, making its comeback on Saturday, actually, at Salford. Oh, the Ken Boxshall Ultras flag. It's been um, 
It's been locked. I think it's been in a, on Ken's bedroom wall for the last couple of years because it was taken down. <laughs> it was up in the Cheedland in lockdown and then it went missing. Uh, but Ken's had it. So I've got it back off him and it's going to Salford on Saturday. So look out for it. That's fantastic. I, I think we should applaud everything that Ken says, all of these trademarks. I think I think we should applaud when he says, just a reminder that there's no smoking in the ground and that includes e-cigarettes. And I think everybody should, yeah. should applaud yeah. at that point. Yeah. 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 Exactly that. But- and you, you can almost read Ken's disdain at having to like read out spon- like the additional sponsors for stuff as well. Now, like, there's no smoking announcement is sponsored by, yeah, not fags, you know that type yeah. of thing. You can tell he's just like, oh, I'm old school, mate. Exactly. Yeah, because we have um, like today's Man of the Match award is sponsored by say NK Electrical, and today's match sponsors who are the Scarf Bagara War, they have chosen as their Man of the Match for Stockport County. Number three, Mark Kitching, haven't they? Yeah, but and, it, and it confusingly he gets a bottle of Stockport gin. <laughs> yeah, we can't really give him like a run of like electrical tape or something. Thank yeah, you, yeah, yeah. sponsoring, can you? you give him some money off his electric bill, I suppose. Like, yeah, um, yeah. That's, that's um, a real prize. Just a segue yeah. to Mark Kitching. I bought some um, shorts off his sister on Vinted this week. Turns out it's Mark Kitching's mm-hmm. sister. Oh, right. Niche content. League Two footballer during the transaction. Say again. How did you find out she was a sister of a League Two footballer during the transaction? I can't, I can't give away my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone? Uh, the Grimsby fans. I thought it, it was very nice to a see some away fans enjoying the day, having been newly promoted. Someone fucking well should. Mm. But also, they're they're travelling very well these days, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. They've been well. every yeah. away game, haven't they? They've been to. Yeah. Um, although yeah. they weren't sold out the other day, they might have sold all the tickets, but I don't think their end looked particularly full. No, there's yeah, definitely gaps there. Yeah. But even yeah, still, but, yeah, they're having more fun than we are, so good luck to them. Yeah. yeah. I remember last year, they came in midweek, didn't they, fairly early on? Yeah. And plenty with them. What plenty with them. And yeah. even played them there for a trophy before Christmas. Like, worst possible, the Saturday just before, the Christmas shopping day, wasn't it? You know what I mean? And yeah. they had a few that day, so fair play to them. I was I was thinking they're kind of like County in that way. You know how we take, like, habitually a quarter of a home crowd wherever we go? You know, they're kind of... They seem to have that 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 tradition. I don't know what they're like when they drop off because they're obviously on a bit of a high from last season and this mm-hmm. season. Carried it on, you know, and we do take very good numbers, but we also drop off quite dramatically when it's not going quite as well. Mm-hmm. Like look at Halifax. This is what I always go back to Halifax last season, the early part of the season, just after we played Grimsby. It was really it was the first away game for many people since we'd played Halifax New Year's Day 2020 because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the 1920 season, we played like Ebbsfleet and Woking and Dagenham, which aren't the kind of really accessible grounds. And we had the COVID season and then the start of 2021, I think we'd had South End and Boreham Wood. So Halifax was one, but because we were so bad, and you think we've got it bad now, Jesus, like it, this is like 19, just to coin the podcast phrase, 1970s Brazil. Um, the team we've got now compared to Rusk's shit show from last season. But we took about 800 to Halifax, when in reality, you'd think, at the end of last season, when we were going for the title, we could have taken 4,000 there. Um, So I do think the numbers do drop off Mm -hmm. quite a bit. 
but that's probably the same for any club, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Halifax was like, it was that what it's it, it is worthwhile thinking back to how low we were then, wasn't it? Through that Halifax game, oh, yeah. And it was, and the thing is, um, I remember that game and Notts County, but particularly Halifax, it was nasty at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, uh, like we've been, we just weren't very good today. There was proper anger and like fans like beckoning the players over, not to like attack them or anything, but just to let them know how bad and like it was so bad. If you go back and watch those highlights from the 3-0 at Halifax last season, it is laughable how poor we were. They're defending for their goals. And yeah, and that's why, you know, yeah, we're not as good as we hope we were this season. But you think Challoner turned round that bin fire into, you know, the promotion machine, then yeah, he, he deserves a bit of uh, bit of slack, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does. Do, do we think he needs to do something different this year than what he did last year to turn it around? As in, last year, I feel like what he did was he got with a settled team, got with playing with an intensity, and it worked. I don't know. Does he, does he need to do the same thing again? Because one thing I think is we chop and change the team quite a lot. I know there was only one change on Saturday with left-back, wasn't it? Yeah. But up until this point, I just do feel that I sometimes wonder whether we've got so many players, whether it's like an embarrassment of riches for the manager. Yeah. One game next, they're making, three changes, they're making four changes, they're changing the formation, you know, all of that. This is one of the things which I'm uh, debating, you could say, on the board, is that loads of people saying, oh, we need to go and buy another left centre-back. We need to go buy a left-back or a left centre-back. Or And I, I agree, we absolutely need to go and buy something up front because, you know, it's not happening. At the moment, we're not, you know, Paddy's hopefully hit a bit of form. He's got three and four or three and three. Um, but we don't really have any options if Wharton or Madden goes off injured because Crankshaw, you know, he's not an out and out striker. Jennings looks a bit far off it at the moment. But you look at people say we need to buy a left back, left back. I think I worked it out. So in, in the last kind of year or so, we've had something like 15 centre halves or left sided defenders at the club. Um, wow. Since deadline day, we've signed two. In yeah. We've still got Rydell, Kitching, Palmer, Johnson, Horsfall, who I'm not saying they're left backs, but they can play at the centre back. We've got Johnson still. And I don't like this attitude and this kind of way of thinking that let's just go and buy our way out of trouble. Hang on. No, let's not. We've spent a lot of money over the last year, 18 months, even the last six months. You know, we're not in, you're right, there's people like Barkley, but we've given Palmer a contract extension. We've signed Ryan Johnson. We've got Rydell, we've got Hussey, we've got McDonald. Make it work. Uh, we can't just go out and go and spend, go to Mark Start and be like, oh, Daddy, can we have some more money? Like some spoiled child. We've signed these players because we think we're good enough. So make it work. And if it doesn't work, then people need to be accountable for that. We can't just keep going out, spending and spending and spending our way out of a problem. That's not how it works. And it shouldn't be how it works. And, and for, for all the talk of us needing to spend in January, the people calling for that, are they just expecting us to just bumble along as we are doing until then? Just chopping and changing every yeah. week until we get some new signs and chop and change every week with them. Exactly. We've got an out we've got more you look at the I couldn't even name, you know, the staff we've got, but we've got Challoner and Hill as the kind of the two front men. But we've got all the analysts and coaches and specialized kind of positional coaches as well that probably clubs in the championship would be envious of. Um, we've got training facilities, we're told, are championship standard. So, yeah, 
get coaching, get making those players that we have researched and paid, you know, deemed to be good enough to take us on this journey, which is a phrase I hate using, but deemed to be taken, good enough to take us somewhere. Um, get coaching them and get the best out of them. Um, we can't, we absolutely for me just cannot go to January and with an open checkbook and just go and pay over the odds again for more players to rectify a problem that's of our own making. It's not absolutely, absolutely. Not and, and it hasn't, you know, it's it's that would be just doing what we're doing already and it's not working, you know. We've got so many coaches, it reminds me of the old two Ronnie's joke, the within in the news segment, you know, the rumors that the cabinet was becoming overstaffed with unnecessary appointments were today denied by the minister for steak and kidney pudding you know and <laughs> and, and 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 we've got and we've got we've got that many coaches and and then that many players i mean the, the list that you read off there uh, in a way i i kind of i guess i'm kind of reconciled to the idea of buying our way to promotion if that means you know buying seven eight players and it's it's mostly a new first team for the new season you know i, I kind of get that but if what it means is buying seven or eight left-sided defenders among a squad of like 35 and then still you're thinking you've got enough players you know and that's kind of where we are that's not even much of an exaggeration and and, and if we talk about left backs in particular like the one change we did make on on, on saturday from bradford to grimsby like i didn't understand that because i thought is it is it, is it cartwright i kept thinking his name's cartwright not Cartwright, is it? McDonald's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway. That, that proves the point. I can't remember oh, the name of the top of anymore. But I, <laughs> but I thought that, Car- that, that McDonald, uh, sorry, who came in at left back at Bradford, did a fantastic job. Looked like he'd been there forever. And then the one change we'll make is to bring in Pussy, who, okay, he's also a left side defender, but why does he replace the guy who did so well last time? The only thing I can think of is maybe he's that McDonald struggling for match fitness. He's not played yeah. this season, but even. It, you know, you know, they know better than we do. But why not? Why not start him and bring Hussey on after an hour or something? But just yeah, just to go back to the defenders that we've had at the club in the last eighteen months: Palmer, Horsfall, Hogan, Maynard, Keane, Stott, Pai, Rydell, Barkley, Lewis, Johnson, Kitching, Hussey, McDonald, and then that's just the ones on the left in the centre. Then you've got Minahan, Brown, mm-hmm. South Hales, and now Collar, who's playing at right back. We don't and, need to have any more defenders. And newbie. And newbie, of course. He was played at back as well at some point. He's played everywhere else, hasn't he? Who's that newbie? Hippolyte. Yeah. Oh, Hippolyte, he has. He has played. Yeah, he's played as a wing back. He played as a wing back quite often last yeah. season as well when Rydell was out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah don't get, I'm not saying that like Lois Maynard was like some the, the left back of our dreams that, you know, I'm not saying that, but we've had enough players come and go that we don't need to be we should well we certainly shouldn't need to be going out to spend yet more money um like i said i don't like this kind of way of thinking that seems to be everywhere now that we we, if we've got a problem it's not trying to actually fix it let's just go and spend some more money and then we can't fail not, not uh, yeah, and I don't want to sound like I'm just stating the obvious, but like if we do think about when we've been really good, the, the promotion seasons, the two promotion seasons, you know what? Why does that defence? You know why does that defence? So it does work, and 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 the fact that the recruitment clearly kind of be ideal is also, I think, kind of shown by for all of these 35 players. Whenever we bring Ashley Palmer back, he's like one of our best defenders. You know, he's, he's, he fits in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. That's not a criticism of Ash Palmer from me. It's just saying that, well, it's, we, we, we clearly aren't 
we're clearly on upgrading things so much that the centre back we had two seasons ago. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's like not in contention. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It's just strange, isn't it? So strange. Very strange. And and talking talking of uh, changes to the eleven, that's probably as good a time as any to move on to last night's ultimate dead rubber. I think uh, I I didn't go. I watched the stream. Ben, did you go? No, wouldn't go to. Oh, it, wouldn't even go if we're at Wembley in that competition now. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's same. Pointless. Yeah, not interested. Genuinely not interested at all. Yeah, yeah, same. I, I mean, it wasn't until five minutes before kickoff that I realised there was a stream and I sod all else. It was just your standard. I don't think too too much can be read into it because Shrewsbury made a lot of changes, played a new system they'd not previously played. We just. We looked looked dominant for the whole ninety minutes, but without I mean, we should have scored five or six really. So there's still a fair bit of worry stemming from it that we still couldn't put a few more away, which is just becoming more more worrying week on week. Someone someone said in the comments earlier, um, we're only we're only going to be scoring one yeah. <laughs> each week. So for for us to keep teams out twice after that. Yeah, John Billsbury, we haven't got more than one goal in also in trouble as soon as the first went in. And that that's the case. There was even, even a sense, no matter how dominant we were when I was watching last night, there was just a sense of, well, no, one chance to score. That's all they're going to need. And we had, was it a sub-thousand crowd or was it just over a thousand? Just over a thousand, yeah. Over a thousand. Yeah. Which, to be, you know, I think it's quite good. I think I thought there was going to be less than that. I think the lowest we've ever had was about eight. 30 against Barrow, and then we had eight, 880 against Kidderminster in 2018. I thought we'd get less than that, but um, yeah, good effort to those who went. Yeah, it was kids yeah. for a kid, wasn't it? I saw that. Yes, yeah, Weird, weirdly, it was more expensive to stream it than it was to buy a ticket nice. to actually go. Yeah, which <laughs> is a bit, a bit of an odd one, but we, we did see a fair few changes. I'd say of, of the changes we did see, I thought Newby and Evans again were head yeah. and shoulders above everyone else when they've got a chance. And Crowsdale again with the defence. There's still a lot of work to be done on the defence, but it looks so much steadier with Crowsdale in front of him. And he's, he's, the, he's integral to the team, Crowsdale. Yeah. And again, you know, we don't see it day in day out at the training ground, so we don't know what goes on. So you trust the manager, but. Mm. We look we're better with him than without him. I don't think there's any debate about that. Um, mm. Whether he's not being, he's not playing the role he's asked to play, or he's not trusted, or he's not fit enough, or whatever. I don't know, but we're better with him than without him. And yeah, on Lemonay Evans, or if not Lemonay Evans, just Evans now, isn't it? That I'd like. I think what was the last home game we had before it was Walsall. I think. Um, I don't know. We ended up conceding that last-minute goal, but he looked really, really good in that. He kind of took the game and owned it. And I'd like to see more of him. Um, and to yeah. be honest, I know that Sarsovic last season was, you know, he was outstanding. He's one of the best players in the division. I don't, I don't see what he's kind of what how he's warranted a starting place. I know he's been a few on the bench, but I don't really see it an awful lot this season. He got a couple of goals early on, but he's looked way off it. Um, compared to, again, as everyone has though, to be honest, compared to the standards of last season. But I think when Evans has come in the team, he's looked more than justified to be keeping his place in the team. Yeah, I just hope it's not another 
another is it three two three weeks to the FA Cup game against Swindon, which based on when he's played previously this season, that's when we'll be waiting. That's when when we're next going to see Conor Evans because he just see he seems to put in a decent performance and we don't see him again for three or four weeks. So yeah. I really hope it's yeah, start got, run now. We've got Salf we've got Salford Saturday, Carlisle Tuesday, Sutton Saturday, and then Swindon. Oh, yes. I feel That's... like Evans is a player who um I think I think you know maybe a lot of players do better when they're regularly in the team. But one thing I've one thing I noticed about um Evans is um it was when Challoner was um in one of the pre match interviews recently, I forget which one it was, but basically what he said was, you know, he's a confidence player. He's a player who once he settles in, he'll start to show us what he showed us at Torquay and he'll be running at players and he'll be he'll be going past them and he'll be making things happen in the final third and all that. And I suppose I think if that's your kind of makeup as a player, or just that's where you are in terms of how you're selling into the club, it can't be that easy just to get one game every three or four in that case. I almost feel like if you're going to play him, play him. You know, give him a run. Give him a run in the team. Yeah, and especially sure. if you've got maybe Sarcevic, who is a bit off it. He is a bit off it. Maybe he's in the team a little bit. Um, on the back of the, what he's produced before rather than what he's producing now, right? Yeah, well, we might. he might get now with camps out for three games. Mm. Uh he might get that opportunity because, like I say, I, I don't think he's done anything that warrants not being included. Whenever he's come on, he's he's looked really good, and it's a shame that I think you I think you bang on that it's difficult for him to really make much impact because he gets a game and then he's yeah. or he comes on and then he's not starting the next game and it's very yeah. stop start for him. And we've seen with players mm-hmm. in the past that you give them that three, four, five, six, seven games to uh-huh. get really bed in, make that position their own, and get that relationship with players. Yeah. And get a bit of confidence in the crowd, and they never look back. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I'd, I'd also put him down to be the if I was gonna if I was gonna be a betting man, I'd put him down as our, our least likely midfielder to get sent off in any given ninety minutes. I don't see him suddenly diving in for a twenty eighty ball and taking somebody out of your knees anytime no. soon. No, no. I think he's a class act. From what yeah. we saw, you know, I didn't watch yeah. the national league religiously, uh, but from what we saw of him, particularly in the COVID season, mm-hmm. and the glimpses I've seen of him this year, he's by far and away, like even above camps, kind of the that midfield, a bit of something special about him, which nobody else is displaying. Car- Crowsdale's a totally different player. You know, he's a... Yeah, he's a Crowsdale's not going to scare the hell out of you. I, I seem to remember that that um, Lemon Heaven scared the hell out of us, but it's okay in the COVID yeah. season. You know, he got the boy like, oh, hell, same. He's going he's gonna to skin with Um So he's got it, hasn't he? Yeah, I'd like to see a lot more of him. Hopefully, he'll start on Saturday. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Locking that. Dave, well. Get him in. Get him in the 11. Yeah, come on. Get and uh, I might actually get a free pint on Fan Hall because last <laughs> week, we all everyone thought they got 11 out of 11. Then we got the hussy curveball. I think, I think he's just doing it deliberately now just to make me have to pay for pints. Looking <laughs> disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Before we go, a uh, quick word on the FA Cup draw. Obviously, I think you're you're the kind of same school of thought as me, Ben. You you, you prefer lowest possible team at home. At this until, at this stage, yeah. there is every year I have this, and every day I want to like put my face in a oven <laughs> and kind of read it. Like, see people like, oh, let's get Ipswich away. Why? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like a big League One team. All right, I suppose if you got Sunderland or Sheffield Wednesday. When Sunderland were in League One, then 
or you got like one of these big fallen giants like Leeds or Forest when they were in League One, and then yeah. you maybe justify that. But just whoever's top of League One, like, well, let's get them because it's the biggest possible tie. Let's not because they'll batter us. There's no glamour, there's no coverage, and we're just gone out, humiliated, like three 0 game over. FA Cup never happened this year. Whereas, yeah, you just get through to round three, and then. Yeah, why, why would you jeopardise the chance of playing Liverpool or United or Arsenal or Chelsea or someone for the sake of playing a team who, you know, we routinely routinely played in the league within living memory? Um, just bonkers. So, yeah, it's a shame we've not got uh, Alf Church at home um, or Chippenham or Hendon or someone. But we were pretty spoilt with Minnows in the trophy last year with Chesham and Larkhall and everyone. So... Uh, need a market so Swindon is as like anyone in your own league's rubbish. Swindon is as kind of boring and as it gets, but at least it's at home. We might win, we won't we'll draw yeah. and lose the replay. The only thing more more, more inspiring than Swindon at home is surely Swindon away, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. The, yeah. the ultimate oh. kind of please don't be them is always Gillingham away, isn't it? Gillingham and Plymouth away are always yeah. the. Like your heart skips a beat when they're drawn out and you're still in the yes. back. Like, no, 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 no. So, but yeah, I think if they're the kind of the kings of please not us, Gillingham and Plymouth, then Swindon are certainly the next level down. Yeah, yeah. I, I want the, the the kind of fodder that we got in the FHR. I want I want the type of type of teams where it sounds like a referee had come from that village. You know, yes. that, 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 that kind of place. Yeah, yeah. town. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. string, yeah, there's football, there's football team towns and referee towns, towns that would have been on it's a knockout back in the day, exactly. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, we've had that in the league, haven't we, in recent years? Yeah. Like yeah. a lot of the teams that we used to play in, in the dog leagues, you kind of think, I always remember saying, you know, like, oh, 10 years ago. This would have been a brilliant away day in the cup, you know, going to somewhere like well, not Brackley, but somewhere like Harrogate or Fylde or Southport or something. They were the kind of FA Cup first round games we were like, go on, oh, let's get someone like that. But when you've been going there for six seasons and routinely losing to them, it takes the shine off a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. When when yeah. you've been to Bradford Park Avenue and been carried around with pitch in a wheelbarrow, it's like yeah. you've, you've done everything you can in these places, haven't you? You know what I mean? Bradford Park, take us back. Bradford Park Avenue, yeah. FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. That was genuine wins on the on the on the grassy on the grassy mound. Yeah, about rolling oh, down the hill over the scoreboard. Yeah, yeah I like the the classic Josh Amos when he bundled it in um, in twenty seventeen, and I love that clip. So he, you know, like barrels over to the away fans, doesn't it? County fans jump over, and a steward literally runs away. <laughs> you see, yeah, yeah. Out of <laughs> you see him running off. Yeah. yeah. Talk, yeah. Talking is about it... stewards, just just a moment from the game on Saturday, which is literally just coming in your head. You know how we have like four hundred stewards now at, at Esley Park, and there was and there was a moment, and I think it was well, it was the it was the second half because because Kangi were kicking towards the cheetah end, and their goalkeeper's taking a bit of time about taking a goal kick. Yeah. Um, and a, a little scally from the first year was the Cheadle end literally walks up and harangues him for about two and a half minutes, which, which first of all, doesn't make him take his kick any quicker. And it sounds like, where are the stewards? Like, 
he, he was having a full-on debate with their goalkeeper. And the goalkeeper is quite happy to join in, you know. Well, we, haven't got, yeah. kind of, we haven't got the war squad anymore, have we? Hashtag no, war. That's the, uh, we've got the peace squad. That's what we've got. It's very much non-confrontational now. The, the, yeah, the, um, someone at the like, yeah. I don't know, whoever in charge, Simkin or whoever's in charge of that has put the foot down and got rid of them because, yeah, that was a... There was moments last year when that was horrible. Um, and it was inevitable at some point there would have been a flashpoint. Um, so yeah. I think, you know, credit to the club for acting on that because they were embarrassment. Um, although I've noticed one of them, your man with the face tattoos, he's, um, he's one of the bouncers at the local bars in sale now. So I walked past them quite a lot of the weekends. All right. so, yeah. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> I bet that's the type of establishment I should be going in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fancy a bit of war and um, current and ex-professional fighters from your door. Let's get on down to M33. Oh, <laughs> I've got some gainful employment anyway, the guy. That's good to know. Yeah, at least is that he's not like ended, ended up in the Dole office off the back of losing yeah. his pr- prime role at the Northwest Premier Football Club. Could be worse, couldn't it? Oh, that's about all we've got time for. We... We've hit hit that hour mark absolutely perfectly. Normally, I'll look and we'll be like an hour and 20 in. And I'm like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that's not been said about the FA Cup? Uh, is this is this going to be the year where we get one of our near neighbours, finally? It's, com- it's coming. I hope we don't. I mean, I, I sincerely hope we don't get City because... It just did wipe the floor with us. They, they put out yeah. a really strong team... You know, they wiped the floor with like top six Premier League teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and you always kind of think when you get a draw like that, you expect to lose. And you kind of think, well, if we, we just get one goal, you know, you get a, one meaningful goal. That's the thing. It's got to be a meaningful goal where you can either take the lead or you equalise. And you go... Look at you, Chesterfield. You go, no, yeah, not when you're 5-0 down. One meaningful yeah. goal. And so you can go, like David Poole at Watford. That, that's what you want when you go to Premier League team. But with City... I think they'd be out of sight after about 15 minutes. Like you can almost see them playing Harland just for a laugh. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think United, you know, I wouldn't expect us to get a result or even get close result, but there would be that tiny little glimmer that if they had a really, really bad day, we played out of our skins, we might keep it tight for an hour. Kind of, We might get a meaningful goal, but City, you know, keep us, keep us apart because they would wipe the floor with us and it'd just be horrible playing them again. Never the end of it either, would you? Just no, we don't it. we don't want City X what's the word? Um X when you get rid of a ghost. You don't you don't want City kind of you know overcoming that that that, that thing mm. we've got on their back, yeah. the monkey on the back of what happened the last two or three times, right? We need that yeah. to be the last yeah. men. Last time we played City, John Ardica scored two goals in the like the eighty eighth and ninetieth minute yeah. to win the game. Let let's keep that as the yeah. memory of Stockport County. Because yeah. as much as we don't matter to them, as they always say, that if that's our last interaction with them, then it's quite nice, isn't it? It's going to just yeah. need them a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. Really, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like going, bumping into your ex and she's like doing really well for herself. You, you, you don't don't want that, do you? Don't want that, no. That's not, not after the last time anyway. It was really, really awkward. Right, <laughs> chaps, cheers for joining me. It's much appreciated can, as ever. Can I do a- can I do a really quick kind of anti-plug of my? You can indeed. <laughs> you can indeed do, do your. What, what, what I mean by this is that um, 
just for anybody who might sometimes listen to me radio show on Saturday mornings when we're away, I'm not on this Saturday morning when we're away because I'm away in um, Scotland, visiting young Frank and me, son is at university there. But um, hoping to, intending to get a show on before the next away game for one of the home ones. So just um, watch watch out for that. Maybe someone, maybe someone should start doing an away day show for your away days, and, and just 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 cover you on the journey, just <laughs> with, all, with all that all that big trip build up. Live commentary on on Jonathan going to get yourself a kind of Carlsberg on the bus. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It, it can't be any worse than some of the shit we've talked on here for the last hour. So, just <laughs> things and roundabouts, isn't it? Right, folks, cheers for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe and all that seemingly important stuff. We will, Russ will be back next week with myself and a guest as yet unannounced. He's probably told me who it is, but I've forgotten. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Cheers, folks. Ta-ra. Scarf Gower War is written and produced by Russ Johnson and Nick Lee. Our title music was composed by Dan Johnson. For more of our content, go to all the W's, scarfbagowawar.co.uk.